0: Hello, hello! It's another case of Mixtape Identity, and my guest this week is Zoe Bellotta. <music> yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 58 of Mixtape Identity, and my guest this week is Zoe Bellotta. Mano Zoe from the excellent uh, Being Hot as Hard podcast on the Sandspans Network um, or uh, Shut Up a Second. It's also a great show. Uh, so I was very, very excited to get Zoe on. Had a great time with this playlist. Uh, some of the songs on here are big favourites for me. Still listen to them non stop. Uh, the ups on this playlist are very up and the downs are very down. So it was quite the journey. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if this is your first time listening to the show, the we're going to talk through a playlist the playlist that we're going to talk through is available on spotify you can check that out in the description of the podcast uh, and follow us on instagram all the details are there oh, guest announcements playlists uh, episodes it's it's the best place to follow if you want to get updates so please go and check us a follow there I had a really really good time with this one uh, i i could have probably had a chat with zoe for three or four hours and not got tired of it uh an absolute blast so much fun uh, and it's a really good episode, so I'm very excited for you to listen to it. Uh, I will leave you there. I'll be back at the end of the show. But for now, we'll get into episode 58 of Mixtape and Identity with Zoe Block. Okay. So how often do you actually listen to music at the moment, Zoe?
1: I, I, I'm one of those people that it's plugged in in my car constantly. Right. So I've always got my Spotify playing, but my Spotify is always on my like repeat song, like a playlist that they make for you. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, so it's that I I am a big fan of a late night book in my room. Okay. So that's like headphones in, everyone else has gone to sleep. It's my time. Okay. good. And I'll just have a little book, get all the get all the anxious feelings out of my body, shake it out. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's kind of my main, like, I am listening to music time. But I'm not right. cool in the way that I, like, don't go see bands and okay. I'm, like, actively trying to discover new music. Like, everything will just kind of pop up. I think every song that I've discovered in the past year have been, because TikTok has been, like, song? <laughs> and I have greedily been just, like, num, 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 thank you for song.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay. Fair enough. That's one of my standard questions, actually, is, like, do you do you go back to all familiar or do you do you try to find new things? So, that... Um, my music
1: taste has not gotten better since I was 13, I reckon. Right, okay. There. <laughs> I peaked so, and I was yeah. done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually talked about this before. This is, like, this is one of the main reasons I started doing this show, is that um, I... I don't know if it's the same thing you are talking about, but my, my most listened to playlist was, like, my top 100 songs from 2017. <laughs> but that was that was my playlist that i went back to in 2019 and 2020 and i literally got to i a point, have a
1: great taste in music
0: yeah i've, I've done done <laughs> completed it mate. like that's that's what that's what music is like i've sorted it that's what that's what it is it's good music it's sorted um but yeah i got to a point where like i i didn't like finding new music and i didn't like any of the songs on this playlist so i literally got to a point where i was like i just don't like music Anymore, that's just not for me. and then <laughs> That's one of those sort of motivating factors in doing this show was trying to find other people's music. Mm. Um, so yeah, it. But I, th- I, th- I think it depends on how much you're listening to it because it can be quite a, like a comforting thing. But yeah, I think eventually. Oh, it's it it's, of-
1: it's it's like having your favourite meal. Yeah, like I like I love going to a new restaurant and trying new stuff. But there's something about like my mum's spag bowl. Right. That I'll have like three bowls of that, sure. And sure. it's the same thing. Like my brain's just like, oh yeah, you you peaked at Death Cab for Cutie, so <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. Look,
0: like, yeah, I, I I'm I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> like I uh, I will definitely go back to a lot of those songs that um that were my, my comfort blanket. Like I have to mm-hmm. I have to listen to a lot of new stuff from doing this show, but um, but yeah, occasionally it's nice to to you know put on that that comfy jumper of that yeah. that particular playlist just mm.
1: re- re-watching your favorite show
0: yeah absolutely yeah yeah, exact- habit. yeah yeah I, yeah exactly and it's it's not. i can't i can't pretend to be above that above that mindset i mean musically yes maybe i've branched out a little bit more just when you said your favorite tv show i mean how many times have i watched the u.s office I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely too many. Um, but yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. And do you have a specific playlist for your? I love, I love uh, that you call it like a late night boog. Um, yeah, but it's is what it that is. A, speci- a specific playlist for that?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's it's what my brain has like peaked on, and okay. I've got that neurodivergent brain where I'm like one song on repeat till I hate it.
0: Okay, sure. Sure.
1: Um, and, and I'll just kind of do that until, cause it depends on the mood. If, right. if the mood is bad, then, then we're going a little bit heavier. If the mood is light, then we're going lighter. Like it just depends on, it's like how I kind of almost think through my day and process okay. my day. Right. If I've had a shit one, we're going to go like Limp biscuit break stuff. Okay, and right. we're just going to get angry with it. But if we're having good days, then we're you know going to go a little bit lighter. Something the new song that TikTok has given me is the the "If I Was a Fish" song. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's been on. That's been on repeat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because my brain's like, oh, so good. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so so nice. nice. Good brain for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I kind of I kind of hate. How much I've been listening to that song. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's just gone round and round in my head. Like I, the, like the other night, I literally couldn't sleep because in my head, I was just like, if I we're a fish. There's <laughs> a fish. Yeah. Coming. Oh my God. It's it's <laughs> just so nice. It's it's like genuine positivity on the internet. And when you see mm. that, everyone, you just have to like grab it and hold oh, on Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on, Don't on to let it because it's go. rare. Yeah. Yeah. You have to crush it, kill it. <laughs> Keep it, keep it in your hands
1: Yeah It's like when you see A really cute kitten And you're like I just yeah. want to squeeze you
0: mm-hmm. I think that's actually Genuinely Quite a decent metaphor For what happens On the internet When like There's some genuine positivity Everyone like Crowds it And be like
1: Give me it <laughs> I need it
0: Yeah and I need some just, serotonin And then just destroys it And <laughs> then moves on To the next cute thing They see <laughs> Yeah Anyway So potentially Quite a grim start Mmm um, Right, we'll we'll jump into the list. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So, you went for Car Seat Headrest, Drunk Drivers, Killer Wheels.
1: Yes. That was... Oh, you're going to find that a lot of my answers are going to be like, and my brother made me a playlist. Okay, sure. Um, And this was one of the things, because I, as I've said, I'm not very cool. My brother is very okay. fucking cool. And he's always discovering new music, and he's always like, oh... I've made this playlist, you've got to check it out. He Mm. prides himself on his ability to curate a banger playlist. Right. And this was one of those things that I'd been listening to a bunch of playlists that he had made, and then my Spotify algorithm was like, maybe these songs also good for you? Right, sure. And Car Seat headdress was one of those ones that popped in, and I was like oh, that's kind of lovely. And then it hits the the chorus kind of crescendo part of the song and I was like, oh, fuck yes. Right, sure. And it was just like one of those things that – and it became the song that was on repeat all the time for about three weeks and I was like, this fucking blows my mind. This mm. is cool. I love this. And i I thought I had this moment where I got to go and show my brother – something cool I was like I found a cool thing and now I get to share my shiny rock that I found with you and I went to go show him and he was like oh yeah no I love this song me and my old roommate back in Cambodia like just would listen to this song on repeat and I was like god fucking damn it (laughs) 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 just pretend yeah just give me a moment man like I get nothing (laughs) Because no one wants, like, music seems, music is a cool thing to be into. Mm. Like, I'm I'm really into TV, and you can only recommend shows to someone kind of in passing.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You can't be like, well, let's sit down and watch all of The Wire. Like, (laughs) I was like, sorry, do you have a spare three weeks? Because I'm utilizing them. (laughs) Where with music, you can be like, here's, you know, a, a minute, and you'll decide whether or not you'll like it. Right, and yeah. so I never get to show off right. the way that yeah, music yeah. people get to do it. I thought for a brief moment I was going to have this, but uh, no, I was just really late to the game. Apparently,
0: <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I when you said this is the the this song that was like on repeat for three weeks, was this like your late night book? like? Oh yeah, reflecting on the, de- I can see that because it's very, it's very cathartic, isn't it? The mm. like the chorus especially, like I can see that being a very like epic kind of yeah. Reflection you got some on... feelings, we're moving yeah. them out of your
1: body. Like yeah. it was exactly. very much, and I think it was in. I was in the mindset for it, mm-hmm. and I was an emo kid as a teenager, and part of me, like we said, I'll never grow out of that. Sure. It will mature. Yeah. it'll it'll you know evolve but i'll still like that kind of angsty i've got feelings music is where my heart lies yeah sure yeah and this song i was like oh adult teenage zoe fantastic <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> definitely
1: and it was just great to to have like little moments where you're like, the song has so many ebbs and flows and you're like, This is where I get to be big and this is where I get to be small and this yeah. is where I just get to kind of sit and think for a little bit or just kind of move my body to get these emotions out of it.
0: Big time, yeah. Mm. That um the refrain I was just looking that up there, the refrain, um it doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. Is like I think even if if you just take that out of context, that's something you could scream to get you through a moment right like even even if it doesn't reflect what the actual song is about um just it doesn't have to be like this loud and energetic it's just yeah
1: it's screamy yeah
0: that's that's beautiful That's such a (laughs) such a fun thing to shout yeah excellent all right perfect um so song two is a song that took you a while so you went for tom waits way down Mm. in the hole
1: yes Oh my god, did someone already mention the wire? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love this song because it was the theme song to the wire. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. Uh it was especially they did a ver- they would do a version of it for each season. It was it's one of those shows oh, that each that, season's yeah. kind of Yeah. And I think this the Tom Waits one was season two, which okay. in which is a controversial opinion to have, but I think one of the better seasons. Um, But Tom Waits was someone that was played in my house growing up. Okay. Like my parents are big Tom Waits fans and they would always play it in the house. And I remember like hopping in my mum's old, old station wagon where we had a cassette tape player. Right. And like there was just like a Tom Waits and it would just be into the thing and that would be what we played. Uh And then... It was a running joke in our house because we were so young when, like, you know, kids, you don't, you don't have to abide by what your kids want to do, was my parents' way of kind of parenting. Right. And so they were like, oh, you want to uh, listen to Baby Shark? No, we're listening to Tom White's. <laughs> and as a kid, you've only got so many points of reference in your life. True. And I would always go and tell people that my parents loved listening to the Cookie Monster. <laughs> and that was my little, like, four-year-old brain was like, ah, gruff voice. I've only met one before. <laughs> And so it became this, like, running joke for... we, And we still bust it out. My mum still thinks it's, like, the cutest thing. And so whenever Tom is. Waits is being played... Yeah, it's adorable. I was yeah. so cute. I peaked at four. And my mum would be like, we're listening to Cookie Monster, and we know that means Tom Waits. <laughs> but it was just kind of always on, and I wasn't a huge, like, fan of his... In the way that, you know, some people's parents play the Beatles and they grow up and they're like, the Beatles are fucking everything. You hear this like 12 year old talking about the Beatles. And I wasn't that kid. It was just something that my parents liked, but my parents were uncool. <laughs> so I never really got into it. And right. then it wasn't till I heard like his intro went to The Wire and I was like, oh, fucking holy shit. I was like, my favorite thing and my mum's favorite thing (laughs) in one thing. Um, And so my parents got to feel really cool. Right. And they were like, see, we told you, we told you, Cookie Monster has always been killing it. And it was just, yeah, it just is one of those things that I think it's silly and it's funny and I love hearing this song now because it has two great connotations for me.
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> amazing um i absolutely love this song but i you know you've now ruined all of tom waits for me forever
1: you're like- welcome
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i do i i i think as, as someone who listens to a lot of music in the car i do like that parenting style of you know no this is what we're going to listen to because yeah. I, I do think that's probably the way I've, I have a two year old son and that's probably the way I'm going to go. Yeah. With him. Um, yeah. And I've, I've talked, talked before about like the sort of the parental approach to introducing new music. Um, cause my dad is very into Bruce Springsteen and would have like, you know, was evangelical, <laughs> uh, in his, in his approach, which just completely put me off. listening to yeah. Bruce Springsteen, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, I've really come around to Bruce Springsteen since, and uh, it's it's just one of those things. Growing up, where you're like, oh, maybe, maybe my parents kind of knew what they were doing, knew what they were <laughs> talking about.
1: You're telling me they were cool too?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I mean? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tom Waits is actually a great artist, and there's a reason that they're like obsessed with him.
1: Especially because my parents are. Artie weirdos as well. Like my parents were never right. not cool, but they right, were my right. parents, so they were inherently not cool. Yeah. But as I got older, all the things that were very embarrassing about them, because I think you have that, like as a kid, you so just want to be normal. Yeah. And I was this neurodivergent kid, so I already stuck out like a sore thumb, mm-hmm. and then other kids from my primary school would come to my house and see, like my parents are both sculptors, and so they would come over and they would see like all these crazy sculptures being made and they'd be like, ah, oh, that's weird. And especially because my mum focuses on on life modelling, so there would just right. be all these nude torsos around and they would be like, oh, Zoe's house is covered in titties. And as a kid you're like, well, I just want to fucking die.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: You're like, I don't want any more attention drawn on me, let alone the world know my parents are perverts, <laughs> sculpting titties. And now as an adult, I think it's like the coolest thing. Like I moved back in with them last year and it's been super fun to introduce like this whole new group of friends to be like, oh yeah, this is what my folks do. And everyone is like, this is the coolest fucking place I've ever been. Mm. You're like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I fucking know. They're yeah. cool. Yeah. You just need a little bit of distance from it, I think. And, and no one at 13 thinks their parents are cool.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not. And yeah, it's a, it's a typical thing, isn't it? It's like, you, like that age, 13, 14, whatever, like that teenage era is like all about conformity and not trying mm. to stand up and trying to like find a group where you can sort of like almost blend into a crowd. <laughs> and then once you reach adulthood and like college age or whatever then it's it's all about trying to stand out all of a sudden and yeah. you know finding things that make you unique and a yeah special. you want to be the
1: most interesting person in the room
0: yeah exactly exactly and yeah and, and you've had years of practice of doing the exact opposite <laughs> um but no it's 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 lovely to have like you know um genuine people non-judgmental people who come around and actually like enjoy that kind of environment oh, it's, it's a nice full it's crazy moment.
1: It's crazy because we had, I turned 30 recently mm. and uh, because I haven't got, I haven't had like a wedding or an engagement or a baby, which all my other friends are doing and right. I fucking want some attention too. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided to throw an absolute huge, huge fucking party mm-hmm. and I'm really lucky because my parents are artists. We have a lot of space and my parents have a gallery space and... And it has been where I've thrown every party since we moved there. Right. Okay. And, but because I haven't lived at home for many years, no one had kind of seen a lot of my new newer friends hadn't seen that space. Sure. And it was through the party. Great. Fucking killed it. Um, and then a couple of days later I was talking to one of my coworkers and they were like, so where were we? Right. I was and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we were just... It was obviously like a, a rental space, but we're also someone's house. And I was like, oh, no, it's my house. Right. Like, that's where I live. And they're like, oh, that's sick. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> and it was like this super weird moment because a lot of my friends through my, my current job are a lot younger. And so they were walking around and they were saying things like, you know, the next couple of days at work being like, Zoe's house is covered in titties. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. It's fucking great. And we had an artist who was doing doing a residency there who was doing this super hyper realistic wax work of of life models to the point where you could see like you could see the folds on a labia. Like this is how right. very intricate it was. And I say labia because it's like a leg spread kind of um piece that she was working on and we'd moved it out of the shed cuz even we were like Look, we think it's pretty cool, but we can understand why someone would, um, yeah. would not. Mm. And so we moved it out of the shed, but out of the, the gallery space, which we call the shed. And we, we kind of moved it out and we were like, oh, no one's going to come up here. But as parties tend to do, like a bunch of people went to that little corner to s- smoke a J and they were like, Zoe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I've seen it. I know of it. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Very apt that we ended up there when the the song we're talking about was way down in the hole. (laughs) Um, Song three. I'm very very proud of myself. Song three is a song for your introduction to music. So you're going for Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas.
1: Yeah, which I think, you know, I just spoke about my parents and I think this was one of the songs that I distinctly remember my mum frothing in the nineties. Right. And it was all like, once again, like cassette player in the, in the car. And my, I just always thought it was really funny looking back on it. Cause I think this song slaps. I, Mm. this song comes on and I am in a different realm. I am going hard for this song. And I think it's a really funny song to be introduced to by, um, my mum especially I don't think my dad cares I think my dad likes Santana but this is not like his fucking jam Mm. Um, but my mum my mum loved this song and I think it's just so funny to be like oh I'm gonna show my five year old child the sexiest song ever made yeah because for her it was just something like I remember it was like that and like Ricky Martin and all those like big 90s kind of stuff but this song was like burnt into my brain because even I was like, oh, there's something, this song goes hard, like in a way that I don't know how to describe. And then obviously as I got older, I was like, oh, this is the sexiest, the most sexual, just so fucking horny song. Yeah. And it it brings together generations because I'm now showing these kids that I work with this song because it now plays over the speaker at work because it's gotten to that stage in its life. Oh, wow. And I will come on and I'll just be like jamming in an aisle and all these kids will look at me. But then, you know, someone like a 50 year old mum who also works there will walk past and be like, smooth. And I'm like, smooth, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we're getting horny today. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, so funny. Because Rob Thomas was like, like the quintessential, like mums loved him, Mm -hmm. right? Like he was mum fodder all across the board. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's so funny to have your mum introduce that song to you at that age.
1: At that but, age, like and I yeah. guess her not really thinking about it. Well I yeah, she's wouldn't. not
0: she's not thinking like this is a, a horny song for a five year old, obviously. But um yeah, it is still funny. <laughs> it's a great it's song.
1: It's so funny, and it is one of those songs. Like a we a couple of years back, my mum was hosting a New Year's Eve party, and she is still a mum, so she doesn't quite know how Spotify works, right? Um, but she has it, and she was like, "Oh, kids, can you can you make me a playlist for for me and my friends so we can listen to it on New Year's Eve?" And we sat down, me and my brother, and we were like, "What are songs that make mums horny?" <laughs> and that was our criteria and the joke was it was like oh well it's just Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas on repeat for five hours yeah and yeah, so we ended it, we were like we've perfected it we we went through <laughs> and we went through you know we are like googling like best of the 80s best of the 90s some 70s disco and we ended up compiling this playlist uh, called Mum Bangers right excellent and my mum was so chuffed that it's still like saved on her phone and she's like it's my favourite playlist amazing We're like, yeah, because we filled it full of stuff. Mom's love.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Oh, so good. All right. Song four is the song that makes you happy. So you went for Nobody Likes Me by the Northern Boys.
1: How silly is this song? The silliest. It's so silly. (laughs) I'm very easily convinced by that. And it was another song that TikTok was like, here's a song. And I was like, thank you, TikTok. And I saw it and I just thought the film clip is funny. The concept is hilarious. The song itself is a fucking banger. Mm. I All of this makes me so happy. And everything that the Northern Boys do, the three songs they've released, have made me so chuffed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're... Mental. Oh. I don't like. They're just. They're so funny. Like the 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 three of them. And I think I was listening to it today, and I was thinking, like, is it good? I don't think mm. it is. I don't think it's good. But there's definitely something very charming about them. And yeah, I think if it was anyone else, it wouldn't be. But oh
1: yeah, if it was like some boy band trying to do that, you'd be like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But because these guys are so endearing, yeah, and they're so touching, and they're so aware of it as well. Because I'm not sure if you yes. was it—I can't remember—Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair or someone was interviewing them, and one of them's talking about like they're like, "Oh, you've had like pretty much this overnight success. How are you guys feeling about it?" And I can't remember which one of it, which one of them was answering, and they were like, "Oh, well, I've been famous." For years, I used to tour with my band, yeah. and we just and like they had to put a disclaimer in the article, being like, "We can find no evidence of this." <laughs> I saw that today, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and they're just a bunch of old codgers just having like the best time with their retirement. And I've got to, yeah. I've got to commend that.
0: Yeah. The other thing I saw in that article that I absolutely loved was the the um the two guys that said that they connected they were teachers, yeah. and one of them said like, "I wasn't a fan of his of his teaching style but they connected because they liked the same music that was one and the other thing he really enjoyed was that he would crush the biscuits in the break room and then get angry about how someone crushed the biscuits
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy
0: is just like that's the best thing ever we're gonna be mates for life <laughs> so funny but you've gotta bond
1: over like the same type you gotta be the same type of weird
0: yeah yeah, absolutely.
1: There's, everyone thinks that a weirdo can just be friends with another weirdo, but it doesn't work like that. They're no, a no. nuance. They're layers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so funny. Some of the lyrics just get me every time. Like the, hmm. the, the one that it really makes me laugh is the you used to have a dog. His name was Francis. Then he ran away. What a selfish <laughs> bastard. As a says, bastard. It, bastard. Yeah. I, it, just, it, it just makes me laugh every time. And Like, it, like what are you talking about? Why yeah. has that come up? You like the 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 previous lyric was about um, trying to fist the transgender man, yeah, and then and then you talk about you know, you,
1: you that's t- like they're like what words rhyme? We can yeah. figure this out, and then yeah. they have this like b- beauty to it because it was like the TikTok part that I got was like people really identifying with the the previous line, like f- fisting a transgender man, and TikTok yeah. was like, thank you, because yeah, like even in this. Even in this, like these old, old dudes, they're like, they're using the right pronouns. Everything's going really well. And everyone's like, fuck yeah, man. Like, this is great. And I was like, that's super funny. And then with their new song, Give It To Me, they like, the chorus is like, one for the ladies, one for the men, and one for everyone in between because you got to love them. Right. And it's like, that's super fun. And that's super great. And it's a super cool way to make music inclusive without yeah. being like well we're making it inclusive we're making sure that you know yes that we're making it inclusive yeah and i think that's great and i think it's a great kind of example of just these generational gaps of mm-hmm. being like well no there are you know there there are old old dudes who get it and those yeah. who choose not to get it you can't just be like oh well it's a generational thing
0: yeah yeah These old dudes, that like one of them wants to fist a man. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. And
1: and that's great. And we're for it. We support fisting.
0: Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, All right. Song five is a song that makes you sad. Uh, So you've gone for Fade Into You by Mazzy Star.
1: Yeah. Because it's the saddest song ever made. Sure. And that's it. That's my answer. I just think it's one of those ones that if I'm um, compared to a good book, there are nights where you have to have a good cry. Okay, sure. And this is one of those ones that I'll just put on. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a good song to weep to. Right. And it's not necessarily like I I am not smart enough to know why this song is sad. Like, I don't know music well enough to be like, oh, it's this and it's that and it's, you know, what X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I'm dumb. But I know that whenever this song comes on, I'm like, oh, my feelings feel bad and now i got to have a good cry. And it's the perfect song to have a shower cry to.
0: Right. Okay,
1: yeah. Oh, you ever had a good weep in a shower? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Fucking love a good shower cry and just put this on... You're already wet, you're having a cry oh oh, cathartic yeah. as fuck yeah,
0: it's hard to beat. um like do do you know what the is about or no just no, no idea it's just, it's just a sad
1: vibe, <laughs> yeah just a vi I literally have a playlist called sad Vibes oh wow, and it's like this and there's songs to cry in the shower too, and it's right. like that I think oh hold on if I can find it. It's a short playlist, but God is it a good playlist to cry to. Um let's see. Oh my god, my grandma and I have the same um Spotify account and <laughs> she only listens to Greek music, and so every time I open it up, something new has <laughs> appeared, and she keeps saving Greek playlists, and she's really fucking with my algorithm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that, it's it's fading to you. Hey by the Pixies, Every Feeling by Ezra Furman, I Can Change by Ezra Furman, and Strange by Celeste, and that is right. my five songs. Good to cry in the shower too.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm like I'm. I was gonna guess one. I'm surprised what Sarah said by Death Cab hasn't made the list based on your. your
1: my shows. I there's there's a special place in my heart for Death Cab, and they are not Cry in the showers. They they okay. cannot never be a cry in the shower band. Okay. But it is, like, it is one of those, like, yeah. All right. I, the playlist is literally called, like, The Mood I Don't Know How to Describe, but I Know When I'm Feeling It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Fair.
1: Yeah. Fair. And th- that's, these are one of the, Fade Into You is one of those songs where I'm like, oh, and that's the only way I can describe it.
0: Okay. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. It, it it like yeah I again it's similar to um that uh the car seat headrest that thing I was saying about mm. like um it doesn't doesn't have to be like this like that chorus I'm not hundred percent sure what it means either but it does feel very it feels tragic yeah like strange you never knew something about that it does like it tugs at certain heartstrings. I can mm. I can see why that would definitely would be... Uh, yeah, I, I could cry in the shower to that song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the bar. That's the standard you've got to hold it to. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it <laughs> makes sense. Um, Okay, song six is a song to relax to. So you've gone for Pretty Pimpin' by Kurt
1: Vile. Yeah. It's another song that my brother was just like, here's some music. And I was like, right. thank you for the music. And I knew of Kurt Vile uh-huh. in like a really roundabout way where it was like, I knew some of my friends liked him. Mm-hmm. I knew that maybe he had something to do with the band War on Drugs. Maybe. Okay. That could that could be a wire crossed in my brain. Um, and... That was kind of it. That was like, I was like, I'm aware of it, but Mm -hmm. it's not mine. And my brother was like, here's a song. And I thank you for the song. And I just was immediately like, oh, this is great. That little guitar, that way that he sings is so, in my brain, like so smooth, but not like Santana Rob Thomas smooth, just like. It just, like, it scratches an itch somewhere deep in my brain where I'm like, I just want to listen to this forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a sort of rambly kind of approach to the song, I think, that I think you could listen to it forever, because I'm not 100% sure where it's going a lot of the time. Yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, It's a surprise. Like, the first time I listened to it, I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Like... What the fuck is... Oh, no, it's good. It's good. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it is. It's just kind of that. And I, I kind of spent my early 20s with a million and one guys like that who would just sit there and all my roommates were guitar players or musicians in some way and they would just sit there and kind of narrate what was happening in the house. Right, Sure. And they would sit there and just kind of, like, play a riff and just kind of be like, and Zoe's going to go and get some food and da 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 -da. And for me, that kind of way of existence is so fun because it just reminds me of being 21 in my first share house and being like, I am the fucking coolest person ever. And look at my cool guitar person friends and... Yeah. I just like I've perfected life. Actually, I don't know if you guys know. Um, you know, being twenty-one and having no money and just I've nailed it. Yeah, she's an idiot. That dumb bitch. Um, <laughs> but it 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 was a good feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's nice to feel that way for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is delusional.
1: Yeah. Oh, completely delusional.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. Um, yeah. It's a nice song. The one thing that I will say like slightly irritated me about the song is that um the way he keeps going back to the um didn't recognize the man in the mirror mm. and then combed somebody else's hair or brushed somebody else's teeth. It's it's like someone's made a joke at a dinner party and isn't a hundred percent sure that everyone's heard it. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps repeating it
1: like did you guys hear it you guys yeah, yeah. You, uh, if you didn't hear it I'll let you guys Jenny, know
0: I'll, Jenny yeah. I was saying um, I was saying I didn't recognize the man in the mirror and I was um, <laughs> brushing somebody else's hair and then it was uh, silly me so it's my hair yeah. <laughs> but apart from that
1: <laughs> valid criticism and a yeah, great she- criticism to have yeah, yeah. if you ever meet segment. yeah if you ever meet Kurt Vile you can be like actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> Excuse yeah.
0: me. First single said him. <laughs> yeah. I like that song pretty pimpin'. But. But. It, do you take contr-
1: constructive feedback? Is all I'm asking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see. So. All right. Song seven is a song from your preteen years. So uh, you've gone for Crooked Teeth by yes. Death Cat for Kitty. Yes.
1: It was. I am at that age where. Um, when I was coming into, like, my teenage years, the OC was, like, the biggest thing that had ever happened. Right. And I so desperately wanted to be, like, a cool girl that Seth Cohen would fall in love with. Okay. You know. Yeah. To be a human being. <laughs> and... I was like, I just remember them being like, oh, da da da, death cab for cutie. And never hearing that band before, never like my music taste had been very curated by what I heard on the radio or what my parents were listening to. Yeah. Um, and I'd never kind of been like, I'm going to go and discover music. Mm. And this was kind of like one of the first times that I was like, I'm, I'm gonna discover music and I went on LimeWire and downloaded this song and just had it on like my family computer Mm -hmm. and there were, there would no, we couldn't afford an MP3 player. That's crazy. That's, that's rich people nonsense. (laughs) And so I would just like play it on my family computer and I would, I burnt it to a CD. That's what I, yeah. Burnt it to a CD with other songs that were also on the OC. Brilliant. And so it was like that. And I think a bunch of Rooney songs had been on it. And, like, I was like, fuck yeah. And to me, it's still the height of being like, oh, I'm I'm too cool. I listen to these bands that you don't know about. Like, Death right. was a hugely popular band to the point where like, yeah. if it's being mentioned in the OC, it's not underground. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I, I yes. at yeah, I at 13, were like, well, I've discovered music. Yeah. No one else has discovered music before, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, like, saw it and was like, this is fantastic. And I grew up with it. It was always, like, Crooked Teeth was my most played song on Spotify last year. And right, okay, I still... Yeah. Yeah, like I still love it. I still listen to it a bunch. And the reason that it was my most played song is because I had a moment where it played over my work speakers in the store Uh by, and it's like a playlist that the company curates. So this oh, isn't okay. like we've put on the radio, like, the the store, the company will curate a playlist and be like, here's your playlist of safe songs you can listen to. Yeah. And I was sitting there with all these, you know, 19, 20-year-olds, and it starts playing, and I'd never felt older. <laughs> yeah. I I was like, this was music that made me feel cool, and now it's playing in a store, like, yeah. as the background music. Yeah. And I'm no longer underground and hip. Not that I was never hip, but, you know, like 13-year-old yeah. me thought I was. And I now feel ancient. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to see if we can find it here. Let's um, see the, the track listing. But um, I was in a supermarket uh, not that long ago, and um, there was a CD called, no, that's what I call Dad Rock. Oh. <laughs> and it was like "Take Me Out" by Franz Ferdinand, like uh, Limp Bizkit, Sum Forty One, uh, Weezer, just a uh, bunch of stuff. We're the that,
1: dads now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Da- I, that, I mean, like I had, you are
1: the dad, so
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, even that wasn't it. Wasn't like. uh that should have been like a, a like a, that, should have tipped me off, right? <laughs> the fact that I have a, a physically have a son, physically am a dad, but it wasn't until that I saw that CD that was like, Oh, I'm the dad,
1: <laughs> I'm oh, the dad. Oh no, kids think I'm uncool,
0: yeah, I know, but yeah, but uh, but fortunately, I think I don't know how you feel about it, but now I've got to this age, I don't give a shit if kids think I'm oh, yeah, yeah, which is quite nice, um, yeah, yeah. Just funny you said about the um, about the the music from the O C because there were definitely people in my school, and I, I thought they were really cool because they had like that kind of taste in music, like Death Cab and Rooney was a, a, another one that mm. you mentioned. Um, and in hindsight, hundred percent these are people who just like heard songs on the O C and then were like, <laughs> "Did you know that you can listen to these songs?" outside of the TV show. (laughs) I found them. It's just the OC and Scrubs. Yeah. And just just those songs. Yeah.
1: You're like, I've nailed it. I've actually, I've hit the coolest point in the world. And it's one of those things that it was weirder to find music. It was harder and you kind of had to, either you had an older sibling that was cool. Yes. And would like, you'd be like, this is bands. And you'd be like, thank you. Um, if not, you just kind of had to fend for yourself. I'm the elder, so I very much had to fend for myself and try and find music that was good that wasn't, like, what my parents were listening to. And I was at that weird age where CD stores were kind of dying, but, like, streaming services hadn't existed yet. Yes. And so trying to find something new, there wasn't, like, a browse section of LimeWire. like no. No. You couldn't be like what's cool, you know, like Limewire wasn't like curating a playlist for you. Limewire no, exactly. was giving you like Windows 98 PC fucking viruses. A
0: bad time,
1: yeah. A bad exactly. time. And it's just like nothing but porn bots popping up and you were like, "Oh no."
0: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: Um so it was it was a weird kind of way to find music. So you'd have to rely on TV shows, and who was the cool kid in a TV show. Yeah. And if they mentioned something, then you would be like, fantastic, thank you. Because they needed to mention it by name. It couldn't just be like a song that played in the background. Yeah, yeah. Because there was no way to figure out what that was.
0: Yeah, no, true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Death Cab were probably like a very, uh, were, were a similar sort of artist for me and my friends um mm. at, at that age so i'm 32 so some sort of uh age yourself but um we like i didn't really connect with like music that was on the radio and and there were um so i did try to find like bands that i was into that were they were a little bit different and like relied on some people who <laughs> as i say clearly just got their music from the oc um but uh but yeah, Death Cab was definitely one of those bands that we we, we all found and thought like we yeah we we find something we can like hang our hats on here that's mm. not on the radio, it's not getting much play, and it's also something I think the the other thing that was quite good about it from a teenage perspective is, uh, they're a little bit misunderstood. Which yeah. is quite a nice thing to have when you can immediately be like be on the defensive about the band, but like <laughs> like no, they're not just an emo, but like no, there's actually some depth to it, and like yeah. the, you know there are some happier themes, and um, you know they're not all about slitting your wrists, and you uh, know a lot of it is, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and and then we like we find like this whole other, uh, this this whole like genre and like community within that as well, um, like I. Uh, my favorite band, or a band called Frightened Rabbit, who uh, they supported Death Cab for Cutie in Dublin, and that's how we <sighs> found them. And uh, like Benjamin Gibbard is is someone who's like he's been massively influenced by Frightened Rabbit, and they had like a real connection between the two bands. And um, so yeah, like they're 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 very special to me as well. And Crooked Teeth is a, a song I could listen to all day forever. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I always went back to it because it's a it's quite a nice song in the context of that album, which has like mm. quite a lot of very it's a, dark and heavy songs. Dark. It's like yeah, quite a nice it's it's a
1: reprieve just to have this kind of like lighter. Because I don't yeah. think it's a light song, but it's definitely a lighter in the whole scheme of it. Because I actually now think... I don't think I've ever listened to that album like start to finish the way it is intended to listen to. Oh, because okay. it was always like like i picked and picked and chose what i could and then there was trying to get music in australia that is cool at like when i was 13 was just impossible
0: right yeah
1: because there wasn't like an alternative store yeah. Like there wasn't, there wasn't like something cool that you could go. And then there was like goth stores, but that went like way too hard. Yeah. And then you just had like, what was mainstream? And you'd might have like this tiny little, like three or four albums in like an alternative section. Yeah. And the only way to kind of get cool, weird music is like, we have a radio station here called triple J. Mm-hmm. They would do every year. They do their like hottest 100. Right. And that was like kind of how you'd find music and, get like you'd buy that cd of like a hundred songs and they're oh, like I the gotcha. alternative they're the alternative pla- like radio station and they would like the you know everyone would vote on what the best 100 songs were for the year and it was mm-hmm. a whole thing and you get very drunk the day that they release it and you just like sit around with your mates by a blow up pool and listen to the hottest 100 nice. and like i just got it all my music was from that and so that album i actually like you talking about i'm like oh i've heard like every song from it but I've never like sat down and just been like start to finish because right. it's like a nostalgia thing now and I'll be like yes crooked teeth again thank you I know which <laughs> one's my favourite
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah no I've perfected my music taste we've, t- we've talked about this Spotify <laughs>
1: yes. just give me this
0: this is my serotonin button and again yeah
1: I like the little little rats hitting the orgasm button, yeah, just exactly,
0: like more, more Yeah, maybe Don't care if I die. I'll die happy. <laughs> uh, Alright, perfect. Song It is a cover. So so you go for Knocking on Heaven's Door by Anthony and the Johnsons.
1: I really like this song. In yeah. like my dad showed me Anthony and the Johnsons when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? And this cover's great. This, The movie that it's from is fine, um, <laughs> but this cover's great. I think you got to fucking love Bob Dylan, which I do. I'm not like a huge Bob Dylan fan. I'm sure if you fucking love Bob Dylan, that's a great movie. Um, right. But I just heard this cover and was like, oh, what a way. For a song that has already been covered so famously... to redo it in such a way that it feels like a different song. Yeah, And that's what I found was really cool. And then I was like this little baby queer that everyone could kind of tell. Like, there's no way to politely be like, oh, look at that little child that's obviously going to grow up gay. But people were thinking it.
0: Shit.
1: Um, and my dad, like, was like, yeah, at the time, I think Anthony was um identifying as non-binary and my dad was like, yeah, you should listen to her. She's so cool. And I was like, this lady sounds like a man. And he was like, well, let me inform you of some cool shit that can happen. Right. And that was like a first kind of introduction to queer culture as well, where my dad was like, we'll just sprinkle this around and just Absolutely. see if anything takes. Yeah. I don't think like intentionally. My dad is like the most accidentally woke person you'll ever meet. <laughs> um, right. Because he's great when he's like, you know, he's like, I don't care. He doesn't.
0: Mm. He doesn't
1: fucking care. As in he doesn't fucking notice.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah So
1: he was just like, Yeah, like this is really cool and she's like like kind of a like trans person. We don't know, like it's all up in the air and I was like, Yes, tell say more words (laughs) And he was like, anyway, time to cook dinner and would like walk out of the room and I'm like, Well, you've planted a seed. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean that is that's exactly why it's really fucking important to have representation and Mm. you know, conversations about queer culture at a, at a yeah. young age so people yeah feel represented and know what we the just fuck like is going you don't
1: on. yeah you don't know what the fuck is going on because you're like this baby that doesn't know everything mm. and i think we were really lucky like i have an uncle who's gay and obviously his partner is gay and um <laughs> cousins who are queer and cousins who are lesbians and so my parents were just kind of like yeah about the whole thing but they never sat me down and kind of were like we'll explain to you what's going on Yeah, sure. Um, Which I think was, like, a step that they probably missed. Um, Definitely missed, where they were like, oh, we should explain to you what's happening. But because it was so normalized to them that they never thought Mm. to explain it. And I just remember being this, like, nine-year-old kid, Mm. knowing what gay was conceptually, right? knowing that it was, like, something, like a word that we threw around in a negative in, like, the playground. Yeah. Knowing... That I had an uncle and knowing that my uncle had a husband.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And then trying to like marry those. And I just remember being nine years old and being like, oh my God, my uncle's gay. (laughs) Does his husband know? Yeah, like it was, I was like, (laughs) oh my Lord, do people know this? (laughs) But it's just like, you're a kid and you haven't got all, like, if someone hasn't given you all the pieces, you've kind of got to fill in the blanks. And so it was so normalized. And then it was so, like, at at school, it was so not, like, it was so, you know, you'd throw around slurs really super casually. And I remember learning the F slur on the primary school, like, on the fucking playground. And thinking that word like equated with lame because that is like the only context that yeah, I'd sure. heard it in. Right. And then I used it in front of my uncle and his husband. Oh, no. Yeah. So like at a dinner party and they were like, you know, little like 11, nine-year-old whatever me, and they were like, oh, Zoe, like what are, the, what are your friends in school like? And being like, oh, this boy is a uh, – And my mum, everyone's stopping. Like, I just remember that feeling of everyone stopping because I said a slur. (laughs) And my mum having to, like, sit me down the next day and being like, we don't use that word. We especially don't use that word with your uncles. Mm -hmm. And, like, but then no more context.
0: Right. Okay. After
1: that. Just being yeah. like, well, that's a word we don't use. And I was like, okay, but is it, like, the other swear words that we don't use? Like, wink, wink, like... Right, sure. And then, like, slowly, as I grew and I, you know, experienced queer culture more and more, I was like, oh, I, I've, I've, I've pie- pieced this whole story together now five years later.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's It's just funny the things you pick up on. Like, I... I've, I've I've mentioned this before, like obviously not part of it, but like I, I a lot of it, due to my upbringing. So I've, I grew up in Northern Ireland, very Christian household, Christian like friends, school, all the rest of it, very backwards. I like, I was quite homophobic when I was a teenager, um, but like in a really dumb way, like I it was like purely ignorance, like I just didn't hmm. know. Um, and it was just like all I knew was what was taught to me in like in church and stuff like that but like to, just to, to illustrate how dumb it was it's kind of like the opposite of of what you experienced I remember finding out that Elton John was gay <laughs> right him listen- yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what you said like about your uncle yeah gay? I remember having the moment where I was like like I um, I don't know how I found out like someone mentioned Elton John's yeah. gay and uh i remember saying oh, that's a shame <laughs> that's,
1: that's so dumb. <laughs> sorry
0: yeah <It's, laughs> is not it a shame that elton john is getting like what what are you talking about It's for this fucking thing but again that like that, that's sort of like i think it's the opposite side of that coin like the cautionary tale in terms of why it's so important to have like <laughs> that sort of representation how things explain to people so that they you know yeah so they like don't use slurs around their uncle and they don't um, yeah get, get disappointed when they find out disappointed surprised and disappointed about it that Elton John is gay <laughs> unreal um, but yeah going back going back to the song this song as soon as I saw it on your list I knew it was going to ruin my day because, oh
1: you're welcome
0: yeah because the song is <laughs> sad yeah. and I've had a few Anthony and the Johnson songs on, on the show before and there's just something about Anoni's voice that is just like yeah. the tone of it is just it instantly makes me feel things mm. and yeah I, it was exactly what I was expecting and it was devastating
1: <laughs> but it is You're so welcome. good it's so, <laughs> it, it,
0: it's, it's so beautiful like I yeah
1: I, I would it's just a great way, way to do that song because mm. I think, like Dylan does it, and it's like it's good. It's it's sad. It's it's, you know, more folksy the way he does stuff, and then you have the Guns and Roses version, which is so like emotionless, or I guess more angry. Like I guess if you had to put an emotion to it, but it's yeah. taken away all that nuance. Yeah. That's there, and then to have Anthony and the Johnsons come back in and just be like, we're going to put all the feelings back into this song. Yeah. It's just such a gift. Too many. Too- yeah, actually, you know what? Had enough.
0: It's <laughs> 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 yeah, beautiful. Then. Um. All right, song Song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you've gone for Downtown by Macklemore.
1: And I'm doing all of the parts. Excellent. <laughs> That was the first question,
0: and I'm very happy with the answer.
1: I'm doing all of it. I did. I fucking love this song. I think this unruly mess I've made is a fucking banger album. Right. Like I think you. We can all joke that Macklemore is what Macklemore is. Yeah. Um, but this album slaps. Right. And this song. Yeah. Is so silly and so funny yep. and so aware of itself. Yes. And that's great. And it feels like old school hip hop in that like yep. 80s, like early 80s where they're just this narrative hip hop where the, you know, yes. I think uh, Donald Glover does a bit where he's like, I, I went to the, went the, to the store, away. I went to the hat store, bought a hat. Like this is mother. what it is. Hat. <laughs> hat. Yeah. This is exactly what it is. Like, I went to the Moped store. I said, fuck it. The cellman's like, what up? What's your budget? Like, it's a great little story. Eric Daly is so fucking cool um, in the way that he presents himself, the way he sings, the way. Like, I remember finding Foxy Shazam was one of those bands that was really popular with my friend group in high school. Sure. And it was like, you heard it, and we, like, we're living in this post-Wolf Mother time.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> that's important. Like, we, Wolf Mother came out, Wolf Mother, like, in their Led Zeppelin wannabe way came out, and we all were like, oh my god, no one's ever made music like this. <laughs> yeah, they had. Yeah, they had. You're 13, you don't know any fucking better. Um yeah. And so we're living in this post Wolf Mother world, and Foxy Shazam comes out, and they've got that screechy vocal that's like reminiscent of that, but it's gone to that gender fuckery that like Bowie does. And it was like, it was cool. It was something mm-hmm. we'd never seen before. It had definitely existed before, but yes. we'd never seen it. Yep. <laughs> and so. Those, those Foxy Shazam albums are really cool. But then I just like hit 19. I went to uni, stopped hanging out with those people. Never heard of like that right. for like the next five years. Never thought of that band. Never thought, like it just wasn't in the zeitgeist. No one ever spoke about it. It was just like either you, you knew it or you didn't. And then this song comes out, Eric Nally's on it and it he fucking kills. Yeah, And... I reckon I can. I can't sing a lick to save my fucking life. Yeah, but I reckon I can do. You get four tequila shots in me.
0: <laughs>
1: I yeah. I'm doing. I'm playing all the parts.
0: Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to. If yeah, if you right. gotta. No,
1: this is not a duet. This is my moment.
0: Yeah, you gotta go for it, right? <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's yeah, so fun. I I don't know if I've listened to the album itself, but yeah, I think um. Yeah, I I love the song. It was so so fun listening back to it. Mm. It's quite nice. It's had quite nice weather over the last week or so, so it's been like a great one to blast in the car. Um, Lovely. It's it's so yeah. It's just so fun, so silly. Exactly what you said. It's like it's self-aware, just the right amount, and it's like it actually is a banger of a song as well. (laughs) It's so good. Um, And
1: it's it's one of those songs that I feel like you forget about for. A couple years, and then all of a sudden, your brain will be like, "Remember Downtown by Macklemore?" Yeah, and you're like, "Oh fuck, do I remember Downtown by Macklemore?" Thank you, brain. Yeah, (laughs) because it's not in like the it's not like a song that's played at the club. It's not a song that's played on like oh, it's not played on the radio anymore. It's definitely like past its prime. But every now and then, like your yeah, your brain will give you the gift of remembering this song yeah and you're like cool well I'll listen to this for three weeks till I hate it again
0: yeah I think in the mainstream I think Macklemore is like a a sort of a victim of being put into the wrong box I Mm. think because the first album that he did which had like thrift shop on it um I forgot the name of the album now um The Heist The Heist thank you um thank
1: you brain don't know where I pulled that from (laughs) my Macklemore folder apparently
0: (laughs) Oh um, but I I think it it was so good, but it was almost taken too seriously that it oh, yeah. ended up being like this big backlash against him. Mm. Remember, he won was it was it a Grammy? Uh, yeah, probably. It. I think it was, it was. There was some award show anyway where like he he won he won an award for like best rap song, and then the album won like best album. But he's up against like Kendrick Lamar and Jay Z and like like big players in the game. Mm. And then there was this thing that um, he he texted Kendra Lamar to say, look, um, I, I love you and you were robbed. I think your album was way better than mine. You should have won. But then he posted that on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, and everyone was kind of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah. So there was definitely like a bit of a backlash. But I think if he... I think if everyone just loved that album but just accepted, okay, this is a this is great fun, but it's not the best rap music. No. Let's just like put it in its own little thing and just enjoy it for what it is, but we yeah. don't need to get too carried away. Yeah. I think I think people would have a lot more love for for Macklemore now. Um
1: Oh, definitely. And I think it's yeah. always hard, like for on the rare occasion that you do get a really strong white rapper. Like, it's so hard to be like, oh, they're the best. You're like, but only in context of being a white rapper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, in Oz, Oz Oz, our hip-hop's really different. Our our biggest band is, like, the Hilltop Hoods. They're the biggest Aussie hip-hop guys, and they're just, like, white guys. And so we're really used to white guys in rap, but I can understand that the history of it and in in the states, especially, like it's it's like stay in your fucking lane, dude. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, you got like Beastie Ball style rap, yeah, and like Eminem, and you can kind of stay in those two lanes. And because Macklemore was like, you can hear that influence from that like early '80s hip hop mm. so mm. strongly in in most of his songs. That like, you're like, he's he's paying homage to it, but he's not acknowledging, like, the nuance of everything else surrounding him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, But then it, they, they then go, him and Ryan Lewis go ahead and make this unruly mess that I've made, and they, like, he's just, one of the songs is about him being like, oh, no, <laughs> I became too famous too quickly and was too stupid and, like, didn't know what the fuck was going on, and right. now... I've taken a spot from what should be a person of color, and I I don't know how to rectify this, and right. I think that's like a great way because it's okay to say like I don't know. Mm. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's you know when we're talking about these huge fucking systemic issues, and we're like, who's gonna fix it, Macklemore? Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can yeah. you fix racism? Actually, like, do you mind? You yeah. did you did provide. Uh, like, gay marriage, you did fix that, so tick. Um, we'll give you another one if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, everyone else is looking around going like, how the fuck did this fall to Macklemore?
1: Mm. Why do we
0: ask him to sort it?
1: <laughs> was no one else paying attention? <laughs> and he just kind of put his... He was like, maybe I can do it?
0: <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Macklemore. <laughs> the whites uh, will listen to him. Yeah. He has the ear of the whites. <laughs> they, they, they fucking love a thrift shop. They're hanging on his every word. All um, right. Uh, song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you've come for Brick House by Commodores.
1: Yes. And I hope it's okay that the answer is an imaginary place.
0: Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The, this one and the next question were like two songs that I really, like the two questions that I really struggled with the most because I just was like, oh, no, I am not cool. Like, it just keeps popping up that I'm not cool. Right. And the only kind of answer I could think for this was, because or else my answer would be like, well, any song I listen to in the car. Yeah. Uh, sure. So this one is we, um, I say we, I mean uh my friends at Sans Pants Radio and I, when I was hosting, shut up a second. We had this bit that was, how would you enter in your post-apocalyptic Mad Max scenario? How do you enter the frame? Okay. How are you introduced in the movie? And this was kind of my my answer was like sand dunes. You just hear it like in the distance, like this dun, 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 dun. And then all of a sudden, bursting through a sand dune, is me on, like, a flatbed of a ute being pulled by um, my war boys. And you just hear, she's a brick! And as I land, house!
0: Excellent. Um,
1: yeah. And it was just this dumb little bit that we did, and I thought it was really funny, and and Jackson and Cass both had their answers as well, which, like, I didn't remember because it didn't pertain to me. So, but we had this... Um, Fair, like, listener of the show, create these gorgeous uh, watercolours based on that. Oh, and uh, a s- super shameless plug, they're known as Cardigan Art on Instagram. And they created these beautiful watercolours and I snapped them up immediately because right. I thought they were super, super lovely, and now they hang in the wall in my house, and they've gone from house to house with me for years, because I think they're the best, and it's a trip ditch of the three of us in our little entrance bit, and we all had a song, I think, um, like, there was all, I think, like, Cass's was, like, To the Window by, like, was it the Ying Yang Twins and Little John? Is it Get Low? I-
0: I don't know. I know the song, like, but I wouldn't know who it's by.
1: Yeah, I think it's like Get Low by the Ying Yang Twins and Little John. And this is like, to the window! Yeah. And like, it was just kind of that. And we were like, what a silly little way to be introduced. You, This is your Mad Max Fury Road. Right. Uh, everyone's having like these beautiful moments. And we're like literally Kramer crashing into screen, being like, here we are. We're here to fuck some shit up. And so I oh, like to it. imagine that whenever I think of whenever I hear Brick House, I like to imagine me in the sand dunes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I mean that's a first on the sh- on this show for um. You're welcome. I just keep place. keep
1: peppering some nice little things for you guys. Yeah, it's
0: excellent. I mean <laughs> um Yeah. Oh so good. I, I think I I do genuinely think that's really lovely because like it's um it's uh it's something I've enjoyed about doing this show is like is actually making connections with people um Mm. and yeah people in like enjoying the the content of the music or like the the guests and stuff and then be able to connect with the the guests themselves but um it's such a it's such a nice thing to have like a physical reminder of that like that 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 drawing that someone's gone the effort of of making that's that's really okay
1: it was just insane because i think there's like we you do this like podcasting such a weird kind of medium because you do it and then you put it out and then there's not really any fanfare about it.
0: Yeah. I've noticed. You know,
1: you just, yeah, (laughs) you do it, you put it out and then like people will listen to it, but there's not like, you don't get a premiere every time. There's not, you know, it's not like being on stage where you're getting that instant gratification of people applauding. You're just kind of putting it out in the ether and you're kind of hoping that someone's listening to it yeah sure and we'd been doing it for for a while and then receiving well seeing it to begin with like just blew my mind because i was like what like what silly little life am i leading where <laughs> i'm just like sitting around and talking shit with my mates yeah. and it has inspired someone to create beautiful portraits of us yeah like that that it it, it was such like a humbling moment mm. and such a a really fucking cool moment because, you know, we... Like, the whole Sandspan story is, like, we fell into this accidentally. Right. And, um, you know, Joel Zammett was really the driving force on it. But the rest of us, like, we we kind of were so young that we didn't know what we were doing that we just were doing. Like, there was no kind of sense of what was happening. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm 19, 20 years old. Talk shit with my mates, get paid. That sounds great. Like... Yeah. You know, but the seeing that it was, like, talking, like, people were actually listening blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And they weren't just, like, this number on a page that you'd kind of skim over at the end of the month to be like, oh, you know, X amount of people listened. You were like, oh, my- this this person listened. Yeah. this, And they're not my mum. Yeah. <laughs> Mum's banned from listening to the shows now. She knows. She knows it's not. She doesn't want to know anything about me anymore. She's not like, there's just so, some secrets are best kept secret.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person. So you went for the theme from Shaft.
1: Yeah. Which obviously reminds me of John Shaft. Um okay. but also sure. reminds me of my my dear friends, uh Jack, Cass and and Adam. And we've been a little unit for so long now, and I have this silly little video on my phone of us walking down a driveway and dancing to the same song from Shaft. Right. And just having like the best time and we we've all gotten to that stage now where everyone's doing something different. Like there were so many periods where we all like lived together or we'd all just like, we're constantly in each other's houses and in each other's faces. Mm-hmm. But now we're like doing our own shit for the first time. And everyone's got partners and everyone's got, you know, lives that they're, they're living. And I think there, and I, I'm the person who, who's like a step behind everyone. Right. And so, I like, I don't have a partner at the moment I'm currently living with my parents. So it's very easy to feel like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Sure. Um, When everyone's out living with their partners and getting engaged and getting married and babies and all of it. And yeah. I whenever I feel down about the fact that I don't get to see my friends as much as I did in my early 20s, I like to watch this video and be like, look at those little idiots who I love so desperately. Yeah. And I was like, and then like it's, yeah, I feel a little bit better because like we're all doing our own thing at the moment. It's a really hard adjustment, I think, getting into your 30s, like late 20s, early 30s is like the hardest adjustment where everyone starts not having as much free time as we did when we were 20 and didn't have anything to do. You could spend four days together and it not be affecting anything. Yeah. You know, now trying to, I got to spend, I, I got to see. Cass and jack and adam like three times last week and that blew my mind that i got to see them three times in a week i like i'd taken a week off work as well and that's why i'd been able to see them so much yeah sure but i was like oh my god i got to see you guys multiple time in a week that's crazy who are we yeah
0: absolutely yeah i mean that's that's definitely something that Mm. is not talked about enough i think it's not like the that transition into your 30s and like the sense of community you can lose as you go into Mm -hmm. that is yeah it's very very difficult um it's
1: super weird as you know especially like like i'm the i'm the single friend in the group at the moment mm -hmm. and that feels super weird because everyone's got partners and so like when we're not doing anything like it's like, everyone's hanging out with their partner, so they're still with someone where I'm sitting in yeah. my old bedroom from when I was a teenager. Like, I'm saving up to buy a house. That's why I'm, like, doing this. And I know mm. it's for a purpose and a reason. Yeah. Um, But it's super hard to be like, yeah, but no one else is alone. I'm alone right now. Or, right. like, just annoying my mum. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, sure. being like, someone come hang out with me. You be my friend now. You're my best friend now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but like it it is it's so nice to have that that something to like ground you something to Mm. go back to to remind you of that um yeah because you'll you'll always have that you'll always take that with you um and that's something i'm like it's a transition that i'm going through is that you know there there are certain people that were very big part of my life in my early 20s that i like i'm not going to get into it but i'm not i'm never going to see it again Mm. um and having those moments and those songs and those memories to go back to to sort of remind me of the the better times in that is like it's a it's a beautiful thing still quite a Mm. difficult thing for me at the minute but um it's still something that's like it's very very important i think so it's 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 great to have those songs to like yeah to yeah to bring you back into that mindset
1: just to have, Definitely. just to almost be back in that moment for like a yeah. second, and be like, yeah. ah, remember when we were silly and carefree? Yeah, That's and beautiful. yeah, it's it's nice. Like your early twenties, well, you don't know anything; you're an idiot. Yep. But like, yep. there is there is no overwhelming sense of dread yes. either, <laughs> because you're like, well, I'm just figure. I'm allowed to figure it out because I'm of the age of figuring it out. Where yeah. you hit your thirties, and like you're like, okay, if like my my best friend just had a baby. she's got a little ten month old and yeah. she she's been really great because she obviously we're both neurodivergent, but when you're divergent in different ways um, and she's been really great at ex, like sitting down and explaining to me what's gonna happen like in the next step of her life
0: right okay so yeah. she's
1: always been yeah. really good like when she moved in with her partner, she was like, and we lived down the street from each other we'd had for years and she's like, well, now we don't live down that we won't live down the street from each other so you can't just rock up right? and be in my house. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for warning me. And yeah. then, you know, when she got pregnant, she was like, well, I'm pregnant now, so we can't drink anymore. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, She's like, I'm going to have a baby. So my priority is the baby. And I'm like, I did understand that one. Like that one <laughs> was a given, but thank you for explaining it to me. And I yeah. didn't think like, he's not my kid, but I would die for this kid. Right because this kid is an extension of her and yeah. having those kind of, it's it's new and it's scary, but fuck, it's cool. Like I can't, my friends who got, who had kids in my early 20s, those kids in my brain sucked because they were like, they took away my friend, you know, like in the nicest way possible. But those no, kids, yeah. you know, we were like, oh, bum, you know, they can't come out and party anymore because they accidentally had a baby. <laughs> Where these babies now are planned, and I love them so much because I'm at a maturity level where I understand how important they are.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, yes. and my my sense of self isn't my top priority anymore.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that. Yeah, I've I've definitely had some adjustment there. Um, even with just like you know that, that thing of. Uh, you're finding it really boring when people talk about their kids. <laughs> I love hearing people talk about their kids now because you know, obviously, I've I've got one of my own. But like, it's it's such a big part of your life when it happens, mm-hmm. I, or like, or like planning a wedding, or like any like big event, like like buying a house, yeah, um, like all of those things, like they're such such big events and. I love hearing people talk about it now because you can see how excited they're getting over it, yeah. and like it's like it's such it's like the main thing that's going on in their life. And if you just sort of dismiss that, and then it's like, no, I want to talk about like this this TV show or something that yeah. you're not like you're not going to give a shit about. Just yeah, it feels a bit mean. But yeah, yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. Like I, I yeah, I've uh, similar yeah kids that aren't mine that I'm like yeah, this is the best thing in the world.
1: They're the, they're the best thing, and they're so cool because they get to like you get to watch them learn yeah that blows my mind like watching watching my my nephew like him just function in the world and go from this little blob that you know for the first couple months he was adorable and i loved him but he just kind of was there and now he's like he's almost ready to walk and he can say a few words and he can recognize us like that That's the coolest fucking shit. And I, yeah, same, never thought I was going to be super like excited about it. I was like, yeah, Yeah. you know, a baby's a baby, but this baby's my favorite baby.
0: Yeah. I (laughs) was, yeah, I'm, I'm on the other side. Like I'm the, I'm the parent like excited to share everything about my, my, my baby, which like I probably would have found quite cringe before, but no, Mm. I don't care. Like, (laughs) uh, Easter, we did an Easter egg hunt. And, um, so he's, he's two and he was run around and he was, picking up the eggs and saying egg and <laughs> it was the best fucking thing it was like it was the most exciting thing i, I post on instagram and like um there's a couple of people i've got to know through doing this show um uh emma holland being one of them mm-hmm. um who yeah and then she and her partner duncan they were both commenting like egg and i was egg. like yes egg exactly egg. egg it's the it's the best thing it is the
1: best. Oh, it's so much. My nephew just learned how to wave. Like he he's oh, figured out the response to the wave. Yes. If someone says hi, he waves. Oh, and he'll
0: love that as well. He'll love oh, getting that response back. It's
1: yeah. so good. So I walk in and in a beautiful twist of fate, my, my best friend's moved back into a childhood home. Right. And so her husband and oh, her baby the live there now. Just down the road. So I keep oh, rocking absolutely. up unannounced and her husband does not like it. And to see him, like you walk in and you go, hi. And then you just see him kind of like, he can't quite crawl yet. He kind of scooches himself and he'll like scooch himself up and he'll just like wave, wave at you because that's all he knows to do. And so, like, the whole time you look at him and you do the hi and he's like, wave. I am responding. I am interacting. And it's so fucking cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. Um, (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, song 12 is a song that motivates you. So you went for Crystal Ballin' by mm-hmm. Jackie Onassis. Yes.
1: So I, I mentioned before Aussie hip-hop. Uh, huge fan of Aussie hip-hop. It is a different type of hip-hop than I think um, any other country's hip-hop. Sure. It's very silly. It's very... Um it has this great juxtaposition where you can have these like really beautiful poignant songs and then you can have just these really silly little songs. Um, and this is kind of this great song about like, I think what we're talking about getting a bit older and trying to figure out who you are, but just kind of vibing and just being okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I think this song's great. My friend, um, Tom Reed from, um, how good's footy, he he introduced me to this song as one of those like I was we're in the car, I was playing my Aussie hip hop playlist and he was like, Yeah, they're all bangers, but you're missing the biggest banger. Right. And he played it for me and I was instantly just like in love. I was like, this song's the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard. I've never yeah. felt more ready for anything to yes. face the world. Yeah. And I just think it's baller, it's it's great, it's silly, it's I it's I'm of that generation, like I'm that millennial who like loves it. Like I just was like this song was written for me. I right. I have everything is hitting all the beats that I am feeling right now. And it's been a great song to kind of grow up with. Mm. And it would it would go I remember like seeing it. It was my top song, I want to say like 2017, 2018, and then it was in my top ten the next year, and then kind of like top one hundred the year after that. And it's a cool song that I don't need as much as I used to. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't need to, to identify, I don't identify with this song as much as I did because, like, I feel like, as we were just saying, like, you know, you're starting, You're. it's a new chapter, it's a different chapter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I don- when I was in my early 20s and I didn't know what I was doing and this song was great to get, like, super, like, this was the song you'd put out, like, put on before you'd go things. I have, like, a really bad anxiety disorder. So doing literally anything was super hard at the time. Right. Going to the shops was hard. So this would be a great song to kind of, like, have on the headphones and be like, you've got this. Um, but as I got older, it I didn't need it as much, and I think that's such a cool little bit of growth. Someone's improving. <laughs> Someone doesn't have to go see a therapist twice a week. <laughs> Only once a week now.
0: Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard this song before. Mm. Um, which makes sense. It's Aussie hip hop. It doesn't. It maybe didn't. Uh, it didn't translate, it it. and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is maybe one of my top five songs from doing this show yes i fucking love this song <laughs> i think it just got it's just got me at the right time it's just that i've mm. been in a decent mood the weather's been nice I, as i said i said before like we've, we've had some decent weather blasting it in the car yeah I'm a sucker for a horn section, like the <laughs> like the way it's been sampled. Um, like I listen to the original as well, and it just works so well. It, oh god, it is
1: yeah
0: a banger! It's such a good song.
1: It's, it's so fun. Song. Every time I listen to it, I can visualize this as like the opening song to a movie, like like a a stoner slacker comedy. Yeah. Like as like as you're establishing like opening credits. This is yeah. the song that's like playing over that and then at the end of it we get introduced to the characters. Like that yeah. this this is that song. Definitely. Like someone's going on an adventure today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, it is so good. Before you say that I'm actually like I'm trying to um put together a concept for another podcast or like a spin off. Which would be like similar to the like uh, like creating a playlist, but to score a movie that you <gasps> that you like make up almost yeah um so yeah like that would fit that very well yeah that um, yeah. the introduction but um yeah anyway I yeah. actually yeah I just love it so much I, don't, I it's one of those songs that like I I'm so excited about that I don't know what to say about it.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just
0: love it so much. I don't know. I it don't just know
1: what... it's it starts hard and it goes hard the whole time. Yeah, like it yeah. starts with that horn and it's like dun dun, dun, dun and then like you're just off. Yeah. And it didn't get the love I think it deserves. Right okay. Like Jackie, yeah, Jackie Onassis is not a huge band. I'm pretty sure they only did like one album and a maybe an EP, mm-hmm. maybe and before they before they dissolved. And this song is so underrated. It does not get the love it deserves. It was not a huge, like, banger of a song that everyone knows. There are certain songs in Aussie hip hop that whether or not you're in the scene, you know. There are a couple songs that kind of transcended that, and this should have been one of them, but it just just kind of missed the boat.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so great, though.
1: Yeah, which is super. It's because it's such a good song. It should. Des- yeah. It deserves the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> give it. Give it all of the awards, please.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> the old Macamore effect.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> right, song thirteen is a song that someone introduced you to. So you went for Queen of the Rodeo by Orville Peck.
1: Yeah, I think as I mentioned earlier, like my brother is is the cool one. Right. And this was one of those times where he had me trapped, and right. he fucking got me, so i um we were stuck in a car we we had driven somewhere with my parents, and we were both in the back seat, and then we got stuck in traffic on a freeway for about two hours mm-hmm. and it was like the middle of the night as well, which is an annoying time to get caught in traffic. Sure. So we got to I I had um just been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and was really struggling with really bad nausea and being stuck in the car was killing me. Um sure. possibly literally. <laughs> and okay. so I was really, really nauseous and this was one of the things where Ari was like, my brother my brother Ari was like we we got to kind of keep you distracted and out of your own head because your nausea is more psychosomatic than anything else at this point. Yeah, You know? And so they were trying to keep me distracted and everyone's trying to tell stories and stuff. But any the car moved, I was like, Bleh. Hmm. um And so Ari starts with, he's like, oh, have you heard this song? Have you heard this song? Have you heard this song? And then in the middle of this, he was like, oh, I can't believe I haven't shown you Orville Peck yet. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't care in this instant right now. I'm just trying not to vomit on myself. Like, yeah. I was like, we got to start carrying seasickness bags in the car. Like, come on.
0: Yeah.
1: And he looks at me and he's like, well, he's a cowboy, and he's gay. And I was like, well, I'm sold. Please put it on and he starts he puts on um turn to hate which i was like yeah it's it's good and then queen of the rodeo starts playing and i was enamored i was in love i had never experienced this kind of euphoria i i'd spent i've spent my life um studying the juxtaposition of hypermasculinity and homosexuality that's what i spent all my, all my uni years studying, right. and this was such a cool oh, yeah. example yeah, yeah. of this.
0: Yeah. I was
1: like, oh, fuck, it's country. Country gets such a bad rap. It's coming into its own at the moment, which I'm super fucking chuffed about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, country had had such a bad rap for such a long time. Yeah, And then to to experience this, I was like, this is fucking delicious. And Queen of the Rodeo is such a great great little queer love song and mm, a, mm-hmm. just a nice little queer song. And I just was obsessed with it the moment I heard it. Yeah. And oh, I've been in love ever since. It is... Orville Peck has been the only concert I have been to in, I want to say, about 10 years. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not cool. Concerts <laughs> don't, don't excite me. Um, but bit. when Orville Peck came to Melbourne... I spent my hundred and twenty dollars on tickets, and I went and I saw, and it was fucking incredible. Amazing, yeah.
0: It's 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 really interesting that um uh, just what you're saying about the the hypermasculinity and um mm-hmm. homosexuality thing, um. Because yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you weren't paying attention to the lyrics, you wouldn't have. I don't. It, it wouldn't be transparently like a. Stereotypical, like I'm using quotation marks, Qu- gay yeah. song, right? Yeah, because um, it's kind of like it's it's country, but it's also kind of like that sort of like croonery kind of vibe mm. that you don't necessarily associate with gay people. Um, like gay music typically is like well, you, Elton and John, and, as we've established. Elton John, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, what a what a crushing moment that was. Um, <laughs>
1: But, Not uh, Freddie Mercury, no. <laughs> <what>? This guy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm uh, gonna wake up in the middle of the night and remember that and giggle to myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dumbest homophobic <lad. laughs> Um Yeah, I, but th- this is this is a gorgeous song. It's it's mm. so it's so beautiful and. Yeah, when it looked into like the lyrical content and stuff, it's just like it. Yeah, it, it exactly as you said. It's like it, it's just yeah. a beautiful little story, and it's so nicely done.
1: Yeah, and I think Orville Peck's like really, really cool. I think the way he's been able to establish like the mask and the mystery behind mm-hmm. it, because I've seen pictures of what Orville Peck looks like, but my brain has decided not to remember that. <laughs> Like, like, you know, like, you know, whoever TikTok or Tumblr or Twitter was like, this is him. And I was like, doesn't matter. Like, nope, nope, nope. Refuse to like, this is my Batman moment. And I refuse to believe it's Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. And it was just really cool. It was a really cool way of doing country. I, Orville Peck is so fantastically like queer and alt and everything that I want to be. Right. Like, you just look at him and you're like, that's, that's fantastic. This is a man who <laughs> oozes sex appeal, is super, like, creative. Like, mm. everything just feels so thought out and so, like, caringly made. Right. That I just adore all his work. And mm. this album is, like, the whole album's great, and I think you're right because, as you were saying, like, it doesn't feel... Like, it's queer. Like, you're you're hearing it and you're like, oh, I know the context, so I understand that it's queer, but it just, like... It, I think if you miss it, you can miss it. Yeah. You know, I think there was, like, a great... I think they used Turn to Hate in, like, one of the scenes in Euphoria, and a lot of people who, like, actually listened to Orville Peck was like, this is a really weird song to choose because you've got, like, a very openly homophobic character listening to this music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just feels, and everyone was like, that feels like an odd choice, and then everyone was like, yeah, but it's kind of like, if you didn't know, would you notice? Mm. I think it's yeah. the later albums. The later albums get just, like, very, they're like, "Is it's gay. Yeah. I'm not sure if you missed it, but it's gay. But this one was, like, really kind of, because str- it was his first album, they were really, you know, teetering the, the edge rather than yeah. being as explicit as they have been.
0: Yeah. So I just clocked there that character in Euphoria would probably have the same moment that I had. Yeah. Orville Pack is gay. Oh!
1: oh That's mm. a shame. Mm. Well, sucks to be him. Sucks to suck, you know? <gasps> that works in three ways! Amazing. We did it. <laughs> we did it, guys. Yeah. I've um, perfected comedy.
0: <laughs> uh... All right, song fourteen is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you went for "Young Drunk" by the Smith Street Band.
1: Yeah. So this one was this one was like another hard one because I wanted to have, like, it's it's a hard question to answer because it it's like either you had to have an like an established idea of what the music was going to be, um, and then would the story be like, oh, but then when I heard it, it was good. Right. So I wanted to to try and avoid that, and I picked this song because uh, Smith Street Band are the fucking worst. Um, they're bad. the The lead singer is a bad guy, and I knew about that before I knew, like before I'd heard any of their music. Right. So. You know there were allegations of him being very abusive, verbally and emotionally, and possibly physically. Like I, I didn't research it, fantastic because it wasn't a band I was interested in. Sure. Um, but they're a pretty big Melbourne band, and my brother was a huge fan of them growing up, like his teen years, because mm-hmm. his cool as we've established, right. was going to these like these shows, mm-hmm. and then um the allegations came out and everyone kind of really quickly backed off and was like yeah no this is a fucking horrible dude and fuck him yeah um and I I just knew that context I was like yeah the lead singer of the Smith Street Band is a piece of shit and that's what I know of the Smith Street Band and then in like like I mentioned before my brother had like made a playlist and he'd made this playlist called Fang at Manta which was his best of Australian music okay um, and which means like, like, f- yeah. Fang it is like, sl- like slam on the, like go fast. Okay. Um, and I was listening to it and I was driving on a freeway and young drunk starts playing and I was like, well, this is a nice song. Right. This is a good song. And thank like in, in a weird I pulled when I eventually stopped where I was going. I then had to sit because the playlist was on shuffle, and just go back and go back and go back and go back until I found the song again. Because like it really hit well, like to the point right. where I was like, "Well, I got to find what this one is." Yeah. And then when it started playing and I saw the name, I was like, "God, fucking damn it!" <laughs> right. And it was, it was weird. And it's a weird thing to marry because like, I I understand for a lot of artists who have allegations or have, have proven stuff against them that for a lot of people, it's the nostalgia that keeps bringing them back. Like, right. you know, when people talk about Michael Jackson, like they're like, there is a nostalgia there that will keep bringing you back to that point. Yeah. Like the Jackson five is coming on and I'm having a book, you know, like they're, He's a bad guy, but like we grew up with it and and it's it kind of engrossed in our brain. Like Yeah. We I will never actively listen to Ignition like the remix of Ignition again. But like but like if it comes on Yeah. We'll we'll be like, Oh man, R. Kelly is bad, but this song is good, you know. (laughs) Like there's a nostalgia to it. But this with Smith Street Band there was like this really weird with Young Drunk, I should say, because that's the only song of theirs that I like, um, there's a super weird kind of moment where you're like, well, I I knew that they were bad before I heard this song, and am I going to keep listening to this song even, even knowing what I know? Mm. And it's been a hard thing to marry because I was like, I do really like this song. I think this song spoke to me in a way that I needed at the time. That, right. you know, I, I, that experience of, I, yeah, that experience of kind of growing out of your, your childhood space and existing as an adult, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, like I, I needed that at the time when I heard it, but it's not something that I'll ever actively search out, I think now. Sure. Morally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: morally, I can't be like I love this song. I'll be like, God, fucking damn it! This song shouldn't slap, but it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose the, the the joy of listening to this song on Spotify is that you know they get fuck all for that. Yeah. Really, so.
1: Yeah, I think That's Pete Davidson nice. has a great bit where he's talking about R. Kelly, where he's like, he's like, you can listen to the the remix of Ignition. You just got to do- like every time you listen to it, you've got to donate one dollar to like a women's shelter. <laughs> And I think that's like I'm like I can I, if I morally even it out doing something else, then maybe I can listen to this song like once once a for, like once a month or something like that.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
1: <laughs> Ration it out. Yeah, yeah, that
0: makes sense. Um, yeah, I th- yeah. Casabian had a similar moment. Um,
1: mm, oh yeah.
0: I think they handled that really badly as well. That was mm-hmm. the thing that really pissed me off is because yeah. they. They announced, didn't they, like the, the day before, that um, the Tom is that his
1: name? Uh, absolutely, my brain—it's not in the Macamore folder, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's Tom. Uh, when, when he, when he, uh, he left the band, and it was announced, and they said, you know, we're, we're parting ways. I remember everyone was like very much like. I hope he's okay, and you know, it's mm. important to look after your mental health and everything. And then the next day, he was in court for like repeatedly abusing his partner. Mm. Um, and I was like, All oh, right, okay, well, he's a piece of shit. But yeah. Kasabian had done this, like, we're distancing ourselves from this. And like, it's kind of like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know what else we yeah. were meant to do, but they did it in such a way that it like it was like they garnered sympathy, yeah, before it happened. And then obviously, there's a huge backlash with that, but yeah, like, I, I'm. I'm similar now. Like, it's, it's, I don't know where I stand with Kisabian because, like, there's some of those songs I still like. It, nostalgia is a big part of it, but mm. some of the songs are just, I think, ob- objectively, are just very good. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a difficult thing to,
1: yeah. To How do you marry, up. like, if the artist is bad, but the art is good? I mean, yeah. fuck it. You know, we keep putting Picasso in, like, very fancy museums and he's a piece of shit. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's different when I think the, the the separation for me there's there's two things that um that I try to factor in. One is like um how much the the art is inspired by the artist, mm. or how much of the artist is in the art. So like Louis C.K. for example, mm. I c- I can never watch his stand up again because the things that he was joking about in those stand-up shows for such a long time clearly aspects of those weren't a joke and he's yeah. just uh, like and, and he's just saying things that people are laughing and, and there are aspects of that that like bled into his real life which is like yeah. it, it's it's very you just can't watch it anymore in, in the same in the same light um, but then I think the other thing that I uh, the other thing that factors in is like how much that person is gonna profit off or mm. like um, benefit from my support now. Um because like in the like of the, the like Smith Street Band or Kasabian I don't think they're really going anywhere at this point. Um they, like there's no they're not they're not taking up that spot necessarily mm. but supporting like Hogwarts legacy as an example. Yeah. Like that's something where like there th- that is going to take the spot of Maybe a non problematic creator who could yeah. create something that's equally inspiring, equally beloved, but not supporting it like a horrible transcript. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I think it's it's such a it's such a hard this is what people are talking about when they're talking about like the gray area. Yeah. Because we're, we're no one's arguing. Like we're all saying these guys are bad, and we're all yeah. saying fuck them. How yeah. how do we get the thing that we want without supporting them in any fucking way?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah.
1: like my brain still likes the song or the thing or whatever, but I like don't want to support them at yeah. all because I like fuck them, fuck them from making any profit of it. You know, especially like these kind of guys who are just so. Like, when it, when it is allegations of abuse, you're like, it's a world that never takes that seriously to begin with. And if we, yeah. like, as an audience choose to ignore it, then we're just kind of playing into it as well, yeah. you know? Like, Woody Allen made so many fucking movies yeah. after he married his stepdaughter. Like, yeah. who, who wasn't, like, there was no one being, like, gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's so
0: quirky and fun. He's
1: like a creepy little <laughs> old man, you know, like a creepy uncle. Makes me feel safe. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, I kind of I picked this song because it was it was at least a discussion point. I don't think what like I don't think I've figured out how the answer to this question. Yeah. Like and if anyone has please let me know cuz that would be <laughs> super convenient. Cuz just yeah. it's one of those things that you're like I don't know. I I don't think anyone like I I know the only thing I know is that I'm not smart enough to figure this out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just sometimes a dangerous stance to have on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. Nuance.
1: Oh. Never heard of it. (laughs) You mean people are complex and can have many faceted layers? No. Mm
0: -mm -mm. No, thanks. Mm. Black Um, and
1: white, and we've said this from the (laughs) get-go. All
0: right, song 15 is a song you think everyone should listen to. So you went for G's and Hustlers by Snoop Dogg.
1: I did, and I think it's important that... um, Snoop Dogg is very underrated. Snoop Dogg deserves to have his moment in the sun. He definitely isn't, sure. like, one of the biggest rap stars of all fucking time. I've never heard of him. No, no just a quiet little indie dude, you know? Yeah. Um, It's fucking Snoop Dogg, man. Like, it, this is, I think, a banger of a Snoop Dogg song. It is so fun that, like, repeating crescendo, that did da da da-da-da, that's... So mm. fun. The whole song is silly, I, which I think I figured out is a recurring theme of whether or not sure. I like music. Yep. Um, but it was it's awesome, and Snoop is cool. And I discovered this song after watching a doco about uh, Death Row Records mm-hmm. and, like, learning all about that and... Having, like, having a very vague idea of what had happened of that, like, from that era. Because, like, I was three when it happened. (laughs) Sure. I was a baby, a fetus. Um, And then, like, learning about it properly as an adult and being like, that's fucking an insane story that is for so many cool players and Snoop Dogg somehow is one of the only people in this whole thing that comes out so fucking untouched. Yeah. And the reason he comes out untouched from all of this is because he was behaving himself cuz he was getting tried for murder. <laughs>
0: Right, sure.
1: And I think that is the coolest thing. Like, he he gets done for murder, and he's got his trial, but trials take way longer than most people think, and so pretty much his lawyers are like, fucking behave yourself. I think he's even on house arrest, of all things, and they're like, right. do not fuck up in any fucking way. And he sits in his house with his wife, and they start having kids, and he just kind of stays really grounded, where Suge Knight and all of those start literally killing one another. right. And Snoop gets away with it for just avoiding, like he 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 just was sitting at home on on house arrest, <laughs> coincidentally, <laughs> conveniently avoiding all this like murder and like destruction of like what could have been one of the greatest record labels of all time. Mm. Um, and I think it's really cool. I think Snoop Dogg's story is really cool, and this song is just very fun and very silly Mm. and it's from his first album and that album slaps so hard and is so cool and I think you can't say you like – I'll go go on a big, big fucking stance right now. You can't say you like hip-hop and not fucking love that album, like not have listened to it, not have – if you aren't listening to The Doghouse, you don't know. You don't know. And that's coming from a middle-class white girl from Australia. So you know it's big tick.
0: Yeah. Don't take that (laughs) seriously. Yeah. I know you're kind of joking, but I I do genuinely think Snoop Dogg is a little bit underrated in that Mm -hmm. I think so many of his songs are, and I talk about this a lot, and this isn't like a hip-hop thing. This is just like a music thing in general. I think some songs become so well known and so ubiquitous that people stop paying close attention to how good they actually are yeah i think like there's some songs that Snoop has that like are so well created and obviously that's why they became super popular but like because he's so like he's almost like a bit of a meme at times now isn't mm. he like like he's cuz he like he's he's high all the time and like it's a it's a thing to hang out with Snoop and all that kind of stuff I think some people forget, like, like genuinely how incredible his music is and, like, what an impact it has. You,
1: you have to remember... And, fuck, watch... I can't... The, learn about Death Row because that's, like, such a, a like, cool story. And through yeah. watching this documentary, I learned all of this. So, like, Snoop Dogg was one of the most famous rappers of the 90s and he hadn't even released his first album. He had only... Done guest verses on Dre's albums. Right. And so when the the Doghouse like dropped, that was crazy because like he was one of the biggest fucking stars of the time. Yeah. Without a song. Like without mm. a song behind him. Right. And that is unheard of these days. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a whole like if you're not ready to go, like the The fish song we were talking about earlier is such a good example. Like, they, like, did the little TikTok and then released the song within a week. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to be ready to fucking go because people will forget about you because our brains are tiny little fish brains at the moment. Yeah, And this, like, all of what, 92, 93, whatever it was, the whole world was, like, waiting for this fucking album to come out because... Snoop Dogg seemed like the coolest, like, from the two f- verses, two songs that he'd guest on on Dre's album, like, the fucking coolest dude. Mm-hmm. And then the the doghouse drops, and it's fucking so good. So fucking good. Like, everyone's going for gin and juice, but fucking Jason Hustlers, man. So fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a great song. And, and, yeah, it's a... It's a great one to finish on as well, especially, um, again, uh, I don't mean to brag, but weather's been nice. I, uh, do you know what it is? Like, this is like, literally, this is our one week of good weather this year, <laughs> it's, it's, it's happening right now, so that's why I'm going on about it a bit.
1: We keep um, having, um re- like, weird little reduxes of... Re- reduxes? What's the word I'm looking at? R-U- R-E-D-U-X. Redu- Redu? Redux? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've seen it written down, but I've never seen it said out loud. <laughs> um, Let's say re- redux. We keep yeah. having little reduxes of weather because our we're, like, starting autumn now. Right. And every time there's nice weather, I, I keep being that annoying person that's like, probably going to be the last good day of the summer. <laughs> like, I was like, this is going to be the last sunny day we have for a while. Because our summer was really fucking short this year. We're yeah. in the middle of an El Nino, so it's just really wet at the moment. Right. Um, So our summer was way shorter than it normally is. And every time there's nice weather, I'm like, mm, going to be the last time we see sun for another six months. But today, for some fucking reason, it's like 25 degrees. I'm in shorts, right? After wearing like 30 layers of jumpers for the past three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, I I did an episode with uh, Kirsty Weeback, and it was like back what? in November, I think. And I think summer was struggling in in melbourne at the time and she was like it doesn't want it's, to it's probably uh it's probably not much better here than it is in in belfast right now it's like fucking november in belfast are you joking <laughs> like i appreciate what you're going for here like i know you're trying to be nice but ease up like yeah it's slightly weather is our cloudy thing. at your place that's yeah. our thing ease off <laughs> um right so i guess we're finishing on weather chat
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very exciting pod that we've launched. (laughs) We've backed or piloted it in this one.
0: (laughs) Sorry to wrap it up. Bit of weather chat to end the show. Um, (laughs) Lovely note to end on. Um, So thank you very much. Do do you have anything that you want to plug or promote while I have you?
1: Yeah. um, Please listen to Being Hot is Hard uh, with me and Cass Page. Uh, It's our show where we talk about all the trends that make us feel bad so that we can look good. Uh, every week we interview someone and talk about what makes them feel hot. Um, yeah, and you can follow us on Hot Hard Pod at Twitter and Gmail. And I'm Zoe Sans Pants on Twitter and not Gmail, uh, Instagram. Hot Hard Pod Gmail. Hot Hard Pod Gmail probably doesn't exist, but we should probably snap it up. <laughs> Insta- I mean Instagram guys I told yeah. you I've said it once I've said it so many times in this fucking pod I am not smart
0: <laughs> nailed it nailed perfect it. outro lovely alright well thank you very much sir.
1: thank you
0: and that is it for episode 58 of Mixtape Identity thank you so much for listening go check out Being Hot as Hard all the links are in the description of the podcast it's an excellent show um, really interesting concept very well done very funny well worth your time so yeah all, all the links are um, in the description so go and check that out please if you like this show and you want to support it there's a couple of different ways you can do that we do have a coffee link set up so if you want to support us financially by throwing a couple of quid for an episode that you've enjoyed that would be much appreciated you can do that uh if you're not in a position to do that then please do support us in all the other ways tell your friends share it on instagram uh like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff, the main thing is is just try and get more people to listen to it Um, because yeah, the more people listen to it the bigger the show grows, the the better guests we get everybody wins Um, so tell your friends I'll be back next week for episode 59, so in the meantime look after yourselves, I'm going to speak to them